Aloha and welcome to Native Stories. Native Stories exists to share the voices of those connected to the land. Aloha mai kako. You are listening to Native Stories podcast. Mahalo for listening in. Ovao o nohea lani hirahara ko inoa. I am uh, Nohea, the founder of Native Stories, and today we have Presley Kiala Anuhea Amukseng, Velina Mai E Presley. Uh, she will be talking about AI education and the Pu'uhuluhulu University with us today. This is another episode of the Mauna series. I'm substituting for Nanealo, where we're here live on Moku Keave or Hawaii Island at Pu'uhonua or Pu'uhuluhulu, holding space in solidarity with the Kia'i and protectors of Mauna Awakea in the peaceful protest against the 30-meter telescope that has been granted access to build on Mauna Kea, the largest mountain in the world from seafloor to summit, surpassing Everest. Presley, can you introduce yourself? Aloha nui mai kako oa o Presley ke alanu hea amukseng he kupa ke ia no ka aina hoopulapula o popokoleo mako Mokupuni o Oahu. Um, aloha mai. My name is Presley Ke Ala Anuhea Amuksang and I'm from Papakolea on the island of Oahu. Aloha. Okay, let's, I'm gonna get into your, um, family and a little bit more about where you're from. Can you tell us about, you know, Papakolea, growing up there, your parents, and maybe your family background? Um, I was, my parents both worked a lot when I was younger, so I was raised by my grandparents in Papakolea with a bunch of my cousins. There are 16 of us who um, were raised in that single house by my grandmother and my grandfather. Um, but. What street was that on? Oh, Anka Ululao Street, ah. yeah. And which family, what was it? Was it Amok Sang? yeah. Oh, okay. So the house has been in our Ohana from yeah. the beginning, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and can you tell us about your education? Um, well, I started my education journey in kindergarten. Um, I went through elementary school at Pau'oa Elementary and then eventually um, ended up in school in Mililani when my parents moved out to that side. Um, and I graduated high school from Kamehameha Kapalama. After high school, I went to UH Manoa, got my bachelor's degrees in both Hawaiian studies and Hawaiian language and a master's in Hawaiian language. Uh, um, bachelor's I received in 2012. And I officially graduated with my master's, I believe, in 2018. Um, and I've been teaching in Kawai Hualani Center for Hawaiian Language since 2012 when I became a graduate student. Wow, awesome. Um, so we're here on Mauna Kea, and I'm wondering, why is protecting Mauna Kea important to you? Um, I believe this is important to me because I am Hawaiian and I believe all Hawaiians and non-Hawaiians alike who are living here in Hawaii have kuleana to this place. Um, and being on Mauna Kea is a pivotal moment in this generation's lifetime to showcase aloha aina oia i'o. Um, and I think this was my opportunity to do so. So a little bit more. Um, so protecting aloha aina, what does that mean to you? Aloha Aina to me, just in general, it means, of course, protecting Aina, loving the Aina, um, but being a patriot, uh, being Hawaiian in all senses, to be kupa'a in my identity as a Hawaiian, and to do everything that's pono for not just me, not just my family, but the generations to come and our entire Lahui as a whole. Yeah. Okay, so 
I hear that you're the one of the, I guess, founders of Pu'uhulu Hulu University and AI Education. Um, can you tell us more about how this started? Uh, what encouraged the creation of these programs and that whole story? Okay. Um, so about a little over a week after I first arrived here, um, a few days after the arrests of our kupuna on that Wednesday, I believe it was a Saturday that weekend, thousands of people showed up to the Mauna. Um, and it was it was absolutely amazing. But me and one of my colleagues, Ilima Long, realized that, hey, this is the perfect opportunity to offer things to the Lahui, and we have a lot of educators here. So she asked if I could get together a few teach-ins, which, jokingly with some friends, I was like, oh, let's make a conference. And then the jokes got even more to, oh, let's create a university, an actual Hawaiian place of learning. Um, so that first day, I believe it was July 21st, I scheduled 20 classes. Wow. And... For a few weeks after that, day to day, it was 20 classes each day. Um, and then as the K-12 through school started to go back to school and the numbers started to drop just a little bit, I decided to focus the efforts on Fridays through Sundays, um, with Mondays through Thursdays being more focused on being with the kupuna and focusing on protocol a little bit okay. more. But um, it was just realizing that there's so many people here and this is an opportunity to educate the masses and use the resources that we have yeah so tell me a little bit more about the classes like education i mean native stories is about educating as well and this is the forum our platform is to provide the same type of opportunities if you're not here in person um so for us our purpose is to get people to connect um to who they are where they come from for those that are not you know can't aren't here but want to be here um and so i'm wondering your classes um you know the classes that are being provided the subjects that are being provided um do they have a theme to them you know what are you guys trying to get at what are you guys trying to do with your education well, there is a wide, very wide range of classes. We have from Hawaiian language to Oli and Mele. We had people talking about science, um, history. We've had people, various indigenous groups coming and sharing their mo'olelo. Um, so I'm pretty open to the types of classes that I have because I believe that education comes in all forms. Um, but for the most part, I want to focus on, one, showcasing that we have these knowledge bases and we can educate ourselves. But two, that we understand these things to a deeper level than what is being broadcasted to the world at mm -hmm. this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's just let's get a little bit deeper. Can you give me an example of what that means to you? Like, you know, example of going deeper. What do you have? Do you see on the surface? compared to what do you see being taught here as an example? So one common narrative that we are hearing when it comes to protecting Mauna Kea um, through the media um, is that it's culture versus science. Um, but I think what people are, lack, are not recognizing is that culture is science, that the Ike that our kupuna have passed down from generations to generations to us is exactly the science that 
Western academic institutions are looking for at this point in time. Um, So for a lot of the instructors that are coming through Pu'uhuluhulu, they have backgrounds in both cultural knowledge and this Western institutional form of academia. So they're able to talk through both Mm -hmm. venues. And I think that's something that just shows exactly what we've been trying to prove all this time is that we understand these things and don't necessarily need something like a telescope that desecrates our aina to show these things that we've already known for how many Mm -hmm. generations what about so i'm science to me um one example is uh sustainability Mm -hmm. And one example of sustainability is back in the day, we had a million people, plus minus, <laughs> and we had, um, we were able to not ship in food. Mm-hmm. So what, what you're saying about, you know, uh, we've had this science technology and we've used it and we um, understand it, I think people are looking to some other way when they just need to look a little bit backwards Mm -hmm. to see how our kupuna we're we're already doing it right so um is that kind of an example of science versus um um the things that people see on the surface or is there another example of that that you can think of well yeah that definitely falls in line like um it's said, we look to the past to go forward with the future. So as you explained, yes, we were able to provide for ourselves. Um, we were self-sustaining. We understood how to navigate using these stars that we didn't need this huge telescope to look at. Um, yeah, you made really, really good points. But also, I think that it's just understanding that I don't know how to really put it into words, but um, we already have, like how I was saying, we already have the knowledges and convincing people who don't understand that that's actual mm-hmm. knowledge mm-hmm. that it is. Yeah. Because we, I think society in general has been so like convinced that, oh, in order to know things or to be smart or educated you have to go through this western education system which is kind of another reason why i'm putting together puhulu university um for our lehu lehu for the people who don't feel comfortable within that setting this is a great way for them to get some of the education that they haven't been able to experience um throughout their lifetime Yeah. yeah um okay moving on can you talk about um can you give us an example of a the rundown of a typical day in the life of, of a Kumu teaching here? There may be not a typical. Okay. Just give me some examples. Oh. So, so, by Kumu, you mean Kumu at Pu'uhuluhulu yeah. or Kumu outside of here as well? Oh, do both. Okay. Let's start with... <laughs> okay, so typical day of a Pu'uhuluhulu University Kumu would probably be attending protocol and then running into Presley who (laughs) approaches them asking them to teach a class and (laughs) feeling like he can't say no so saying yes and then um being scheduled for a class the next day um so as a teacher here and 
for me, educators aren't just educators in the sense of teachers from classrooms who have um, the pala pala to prove that they're educated. Teachers are people who have knowledge systems. So I've had kupuna teaching. Um, I've had people who are just malama aina, like their mahi ai coming up and sharing what they know that's been passed down through their families, through their generations. Um, but a typical day would be doing what they usually do and then for an hour in that day coming up to Pu'uhuluhulu and sharing with the people that show up to their class. Um, for me, it's a little bit different. My day is filled with lots and lots of scheduling and phone calls and text messages that never end. Um, and sometimes staying up until two o'clock in the morning trying to convince people that they're ready to teach. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really funny because once they do teach, they can't get enough. Yeah. Um, and they're like, wow, this was so amazing. This is not like a classroom. I'm like, exactly, because people want to be here and they're so engaged. Um, but typical day for educators in the western sense kumu who teach within these western institutions that are coming here to Pu'uhuluhulu is a little bit different um because we've started school it's a little bit tricky people are working around their schedules flying between islands coming after classes coming before classes juggling grades and emails and doing everything that they're pos- they have time to do for the lahui um but yeah, it's just showing up is the typical day. How can you make it? Um, I'm just wondering, like, you know, instead of having to um, convince people to be a kumu, like, how can you make it less scary for them? I think it's becoming less scary, mm-hmm. in all honesty. In the beginning, people didn't really understand what this was or like because i think again like i've explained people are so accustomed to this is what education is this is what an educator looks like um but since we've been doing this for over a month now a lot more people like some students are coming up and saying oh i've researched this and i'd like to share this which is really awesome i just last week i had some 11th and 12th graders from Navajo Colonial Pu'u come down and they took an entire hour block where they taught five different classes. Um, so now I think that people aren't as hesitant. They're really actually excited to teach. But the struggle that I'm finding now is that people are back at school or work mm-hmm. and they don't have as much time mm-hmm. to offer. Um, but I don't think it's the convincing anymore. I think we've surpassed that almost. Yeah. So what are you expecting um, or hoping that people learn while they're here? Not just like, you know, the facts and figures or what are you hoping people learn? I think my biggest hope or my mana'olana for all of this is that people gain a sense of identity and they're able to be proud of who they are, where they come from. Even if they just go to a simple class and this is the first time they spoke Hawaiian and now they can walk around and say, my name is blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Or like sitting through one of the classes where they talk about the overthrow and then they're like, that's what that meant. Um, and this is how it's affecting me now. So I think my biggest goal is for people to feel strong and proud of their identity. Yeah, that is exactly why Native Stories is around. (laughs) So thank you. Um, 
I just want to put it out there and, and poach any people that want to do interviews <laughs> <laughs> with Native Stories. That would be awesome. We could put it on there for everybody. Um, but obviously, and of course, being here in person is always the best. Um, so I want to skip over. So you're a teacher at UOH? Yes. Okay, so you're also juggling that as well. Mm-hmm. And you're teaching classes this semester. Oh my goodness. What class are you teaching? Um, this semester I'm teaching four sections of Hawaiian 100. Oh my God. So I um, travel between Hawaii Island and Oahu. I teach on Oahu Tuesdays and Thursdays all day. <laughs> um, so, you know, are you looking for more Kumu? Are you, do you want to put it out there as a call out? Oh, yes. I'm definitely always looking for Kumu. Anyone who is available to teach anytime from Fridays through Sundays, contact me through Pu'uhuluhulu social media pages. Okay. Mahalo. Mahalo. Thank you for listening to us on Native Stories. If you have a story you would like us to tell or want to sponsor a future podcast, location story, or walking tour, please email us at info at nativestories.org.